0: Thank you.
1: the balls in our court podcast, Kevin Carter and Cortez Paul. What's going on, fellas? I was going to wait for
2: Cortez to go first, but jeez, I'll go first. I'm doing good. This is, nice. That's awesome. It's a nice, chili, awesome. nice, chilly day. See, I was going to be nice and let somebody go first, but since he wanted to be like he was when we first got on, nah, I'm going to go
0: first. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, my partner as well, a partner in crime. Glad to have him on. So I'm glad you have us on for this this special event that we got this going on this week.
1: Yeah, we've been working on it all week, and, and like I put out on Twitter, we're better together. We, we really are, and we have a good time um, with each other. Sorry, Bryce couldn't be on today because of work, but we will hold it down for him. Cortez Paul.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last missed-
1: night, go ahead. But, yeah, last night I watched the uh, a little bit. I, I kind of went to sleep in the beginning and woke up by the end. A little bit of the Rising Stars Challenge. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin, were you able to catch a little bit of it? Heh, no. Okay. Did, can you guys believe that it actually got competitive at the end because they were trying to hit the uh, the scoring mark? Um, I was actually shocked by it, that it was a competitive all, – all, all of the games were competitive because they did four different teams. Yep. They did a mini tournament, tournament thing, and it was hella competitive. I am shocked by that. And I think the All-Star game is going to be similar, kind of like it was last year. Um, how do you guys feel about a competitive Rising Stars challenge game? Because <clears throat> each game literally came down to the last shot. And, and your boy, Cortez, actually won it. Won the championship um, at the free throw line. So, how yeah. do you feel about the, the the competitiveness of the Rising Stars Challenge this year?
0: So, I got to watch a little bit of it briefly. I had to work that evening, so whatever I can catch on break and uh, have my phone out when I shouldn't have, <laughs> I was able to watch it. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely enjoyed a new format. I like how they did, you know, a certain amount of sophomores, a certain amount. of freshmen or, or a rookies On oh, the last know, I said freshmen, rookies and then they also did a certain amount of G or four G League uh, players at night that are up and common. so that whole format too, it just, it just makes good for the G League or the high schools that's going to come into high school and give them that kind of give them their feet wet, play against their competition that going to play in pretty much next year or whenever years they decide to come into the league um, <clears throat> but I, I thought overall it, it was a very competitive game, it was very fun um, the guys took it seriously uh, I know they were, there was a few times I heard them mention about uh, Team Barry, where they were literally running sets, so you, you can yes. tell that they were taking it very serious. Mm-hmm. So the format itself, they need to go ahead and keep doing it that way. I uh, like this NBA where they tinker some stuff. Ah, that doesn't work. This doesn't work. That last night worked. I'm definitely on board. They do that again next year. It, it, it was pretty
1: awesome, man. Kevin, I tell you this, it was so unique. And so heartwarming watching John Barry coach up one of the G League players. He pulled them over to the sideline like two or three times during the game, and just dropping all this information and nuggets on them. And I I, I can appreciate that considering the NBA is celebrating their 75th anniversary. Um, that that was a pretty good look. Look, right, I would
2: Look, my 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 team don't have anybody you would consider a young star because they haven't had a draft pick in 40 years. So uh, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even watch it because
1: nobody on that team's playing. Kevin, you'll you'll appreciate this though. Precious almost won the MVP. I think if his team would have won it, he would have won MVP because Precious was balling last night. He was night. playing very uh, well. Yes, he was, and he looked so much calmer than he did when he played with Miami. But you know, time does that. Um, so yeah, when time does
2: that and playing with all them people that he was playing with in Miami and getting yelled at,
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that'll make it where you get more comfortable too. Right. All right, Cortez, go ahead and give us a, a rundown of tonight's festivities.
0: All right, so today is the NBA All-Star Saturday. This is uh, one of my favorite days of the year. I and in- thoroughly enjoy – all the events that lead up to this right now, I'm watching NBA TV has the NBA All-Star practice. Uh, so all the guys just kind of casually just playing around, meeting with the fans, meeting with the coaches. So, but what really starts is the at 8 o'clock p.m. when everything kicks off here. Um, so we got three events. The first event is the Taco Bell Skill Challenge. The second event is the Mountain Dew Three Point Contest, and the third event is the AT and T Slam Dunk Contest. So let's start with the Taco Bell skill challenge. And this this is consistent of three teams. You have the Cavaliers, the uh, Tenacuntos, and the Rooks. So on the Cavs, you got Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley representing them. Uh, Tenacuntos, you got Alex, Giannis, Tenasis. And for the rookies, you have Scotty Barnes, Kay Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Uh, this <laughs> so uh, to break this down before we let, before I let CL and Kevin <clears throat> decipher this event, uh, round one is team shooting, round two is team passing, and round three is team relay. So you know the whole things where they shoot, pass, dribble. It really focus on that, and then a high court shot is the final stuff of the uh, of the challenge. So CL, uh, this event what you think about the teams and and how did you enjoy this event in the past in particular?
1: I, I like the individual uh, aspect of the event in the past, considering D-Wade won the first two events. So I'm not sure how the team aspect is going to work. <laughs> I, 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 when I heard the rumor about it like a month ago, I'm like, how the fuck is that going to work? But I got, look, We'll just, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I do think it's cool that we have Giannis and his two brothers uh, doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, if, if if it was me in charge, I would have a legend from the past added to the team because they can do skill challenge shit. Right? Yeah, yeah uh, they I, can I, do that. I, yeah, I would have added that to it. Um, you know, they, they used to have, what they used to call that shit? Or the, they used to have that, something similar, whether you had that current they, players and the old players and doing w, and, they just, and, and, and they had a WNBA yeah, they, player too
0: so they had right, an old they, they player did. current player and a WNBA player that did the teams and it was based on the city or the team that they came from or right, the city that they did right, so yeah right. they do some they kind of work that, that. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah they, they could have did that this year but I, I'm gonna watch it but as far as a winner um, I, I like the kid from Australia that plays for the Thunder um, he's very highly highly skilled Absolutely, um, I, I think I think his team's gonna actually pull it off.
0: Yeah, have your thoughts about this event and yeah, the
1: uh, they they trying
2: to they doing too much. Just do the stuff like you normally did it and be done with it. God, stop changing everything. No one cares.
0: <laughs> well, let me, let me just say this. I add on that alone. If uh, I know CL hit the rookies, if Scotty Barnes can make his layup, yeah, they have a chance. <laughs>
1: Bruh. 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 Bruh.
0: <laughs> Toronto fans are in their feelings right now because this man missed four layups in this contest that they did last night kev i know you probably saw the videos it was and, that hilarious and then the
2: other guy, and then the other guy missed four oh. four foot shots
1: oh,
0: I'm, top, like, yeah. y'all I'm,
2: yeah. like, I'm like yeah i'm like y'all getting paid correct yeah. i'm like
0: <laughs> but no <laughs> so back on topic yeah um this I, I actually like the team aspect I, I don't know it's just random that they have Giannis and his brothers I'm, I'm just trying to think they couldn't do so I, I don't know I guess because he's the MVP but you look at do we know the two other brothers based on basically because of Giannis but to no, me I, I we don't
2: know who the other two they exactly. could have had mama Giannis come out we would
0: have we would never cared but I'm, I'm I'm going with the whole team here I, I got team Cavs I, I really think that uh, Evan Mobley is display his skill set here. Uh, Jared Allen as you don't take no long shots. Uh, well, I, I, but as far as but I, I like Darius Gardens to hit the half court shot. Um, so I'm I'm going with the Cavs on this one here. I, I just I like,
2: I like team I like team. Wait till three point shootout happens.
0: <laughs> which I'm going with Darius Garden. They they have the best three point shooter on on the court right here. I mean, you can go, you can get Kate in there too. I, I, he he can hit a three as well, half court shot. But I, I'm just, I'm leaning more towards. I'm, I'm going with Darius Garland to, to hit that half court shot to send the Cavs in the win there. But I, I listen, I know Kevin I don't like to change it. I, I'm I'm interested to see how this works. If it doesn't work, hey, change it. <laughs> but right. I, I'm saying which, gonna... which we know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're quick to doing yeah. that. So. But that's that's the skills challenge, come on! But it's always been pretty fun to watch. I always enjoyed it. It It's a good kickoff. Uh, I know they like a few times they did the bigs versus the guards and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that was always fun to watch, anyway. So uh, let's move on to the next event. Got the Mountain Dew three point shooting contest. Uh, Let's see. This is always a really fun contest to watch. It's always been one of the best one to watch recently. But you know, of course, you go through the zones. You 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 go through your zones, and then you pick one zone that have the the Mountain Dew balls or the, the or the special balls that you hit, and in the contest. Who you have We
2: call them money balls, Cortez. People that shoot three pointers, we call them money balls.
0: Thank you for that help, sir. I know you're welcome. You're I just, welcome. I lobbed it up for you to get me right. I know you was gonna get me right.
2: I know I I know you don't shoot from out there much, but us guys <laughs> we do, we call them we call them money
1: balls. <laughs> they will always be the money, balls. money oh, balls. Exactly.
2: they're always money balls. They're no freaking mountain dew, they're no no, they're money balls. Hey, and man. when they go to it's called the money rat.
0: I, I That's got, what we're called. I just got to pay homage to the, the sponsors that I saw. <laughs> we don't,
2: we don't get paid. No, we don't have to we we don't say Mountain Dew. Yeah. No, we don't have back. to say Mountain Dew. Fuck We're all that, calling man. crap original. we <laughs> We call it like we remember it.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here is the eight that are in this competition. Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Car Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. Uh, let's go with Kev. Kev, give me your thoughts about the field. And what What you think, Mr. Shooter? Don't like the Don't like the field.
2: I I I think it's I think it's there. There's like okay, nobody that really shoots like consistently or that you think is the three-point shooter are in this competition. No Currys, no freaking even Duncan Robinsons, even though he sucks right now. But no, – uh, We're not doing that. It, <laughs> it's just uh, – I'm going I'm to do it because I can't. But it, it's just – uh, the field doesn't wow me like it has in the past. It doesn't have that – you know, that like we've had that ump these past few years it doesn't have that um. Mind you, we'll probably have a couple of guys that'll go off and they'll make it interesting, but it just doesn't have that um like it used to. Oh Saturday night to me this time doesn't have that um
0: like it used to. Who well, you been choosing to win, yeah. I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a- I'm gonna go with the odd man the odd man completely out. Let's go with Carl Anthony Towns. Cause he, he's that, he's that song. One of these things just doesn't belong here. That, that's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. CL, your thought about this contest and the shoes that we have in here. Uh, uh, you- yeah. I, I mean, Saturday night for me re- represents like the youth
1: of the league, but sometimes it is fun where you have more established stars in some of these competitions. So I get a hundred percent Ke- where Kevin's coming from. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't one year within the last three or four years they had, like, all champions come back? I think they had a lot of people who had won it before. Yeah, um, yeah. They need to do... So, years. It now. was one of these years. Yeah. So, they need to do something like that, like, more often. Mm-hmm. But you would have thought, thought with the 75th
2: year this year, this would be the year that they'd bring back a lot right. of the guys that have won it and let them <laughs> shoot it, but no, you gotta get freaking Carl Anthony Townsend, people nobody <laughs> heard of. Oh, they shot 62%, yes, because they took seven three-pointers during the season. Right. Of course they shot 62%.
1: It's just, uh, it lacks that punch. Well, you think I'm that- gonna go with another look, I'm, I'm gonna go with another dark horse pick I'm going to go with the first ever slam dunk contest winner and soon to be three point
0: shootout winner, Zach Levine. That's Dine. what I'm going go with. Gotcha. Listen, first I, man to do both. I'm not going to sound like a David Dine over here because I actually like this field. I think it's fantastic. Luke Kennard's been killing it. Uh, Clippers or Record has been stating that where they have a lot of injuries, he's been playing pretty well. Uh, Desmond Bain is a sniper. Like, he's just been fun to watch, killing it with the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, yeah, C.J. McCollum's coming back. Patty Miller's been eating. Trey Young, come on, I mean, I know he's, his team has been having an off year, but this guy can still shoot the ball. Fred VanVleet is just, you know, just a microwave ready to go. I'm excited for this new field. I'm excited for new blood. I'm I'm going to be watching who I think is going to be between these two guys. I think it's going to be between Devin Bain. And I think it's going to be between Trey Young, um, between those two. And I think Desmond Bain comes out and he's he's going to light it up. He is going to kill the fill out. I'm I'm putting money on Desmond Bain to win this contest.
1: You, you know the, the funny thing about Desmond Bain is I've watched a lot of the Grizzlies this year with his little T Rex arms it still baffles me that he's able to get the ball off. It
0: baffles me. Which is crazy. (laughs) He is a sniper for not having that that long of a wingspan, but he can shoot the ball, man.
1: Because you can't... He's so, like, compactly built. You're not shooting over the top of people. Like, I don't... For example, the guy Kevin hates with with a passion, Duncan Robinson, is long. He can still shoot over the top. Desmond Bain's nowhere near that long. Yeah, he looks like a little football player out there, but he's able to get these shots off. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. He pokes him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Make, it is
0: absolutely make space. Amazing. make space, make space, uh, baby. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. And then, as usual, the AT&T Slam dunk Contest, is always conclude All-Star Saturday. I'm pretty sure we have some back concert beforehand before they do this. I don't know who's performing. <laughs> Doug,
1: probably, just bring out Flow I just need, in, in, I just need black folks to take a knee. <laughs> I need somebody I need somebody black to take a knee. That's all. I look, here. <laughs> oh,
2: look here. Look here. Look here. Look here. NBA, you're not going out to do the NFL halftime show. So don't try.
0: No, there won't. But, uh,
2: don't try. You were in Cleveland. You want to know what to really do. Surprise the hell out of everybody and have a white folk do something. <laughs> that was surprise the hell out of everybody.
0: Well, hey, wait a minute. is a Machine Gun killer from Cleveland? God he no! He,
1: yeah, don't make We just, wow. we just said we don't want to suffer. That suffer,
2: <laughs> hey, Real, Really, quick. the only way it, the he, only he, way it would be suffering is up. if he has fiance. is have his fiance come out there with a really short skirt and bend over. That'd be the only Kevin, way. You knew that where it I was going. He's suffering. <laughs>
1: <You're> <laughs> Look, super. before we move on, really he quick. He had to come out, Bumblebee too. Then it would be. Oh yeah. Even better. Yeah. yeah. I was watching the celebrity game last night and they were doing the introductions and, and this, this weird-looking white dude came out that looked like a rapper and they said his name is Jack Harlow. I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? So I text, I text Bryce. I say, so this is the real reason why you hate Tyler Hero? I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was, I was completely utterly confused last night. Like,
2: Speaking of, speaking of that game, real quick, Miles, <laughs> Miles Garrett dunking on
1: everyone? Yeah. Good <laughs> lord. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He rattled
0: he's, it. He rattled he, it, yeah. He's not fair, man. Lord. He did the windmill dunk that didn't count. That was impressive. So, uh, lord. See, what we're doing is doing that event music show like we're doing for the All Star. We can afford setup here to go and set up to the dunk contest. All right, That's so all right. there we go. <laughs> 18 of these slam dunk contest. We got. Uh, the repeating oh, No, 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 no yeah. I'm trying yeah. Obi Toppin? Yeah, Obi Toppin Won last year, right? No, he no, didn't I don't
1: remember I'm trying no, to remember he one. No, Am- uh,
0: Simon's won it. Simon. Yes, Anthony Simon's won Okay Obi, yeah, Toppin, won. Obi Toppin's back in the field Okay, so Obi Toppin's mm-hmm. back in there now, Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks Juan Toscano Anderson from the Warriors Cole Anthony from the Magic And Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets Guys, this is self explanatory. If you watch NBA All Star weekend, you know the slam dunk contest. They got a panel of judges, and whoever accumulates the highest scores between the final two goes off head to head against each other, and then they declare a slam dunk champion. So, uh, CL, the field. Is unique, um, different, but if you watch some of these guys tape in high school and they was high school phenomenons and stuff like that, and Green and Cole Anthony being that, uh, they got a lot of tape on these guys dunking. Obi Toppin is a powerful dunking. Anderson had the dunk of the year on JaVale McGee, <laughs> which Miguel McGee actually signed his jersey and, and, and congratulated him, which was props. You know, you get a poster, he shakes the man hand and say, good job. Not no ill about it. You got, you got dunked on? Cool. But this is right. this is this is a solid field, you know. I I don't. It's always you always just hope a dunk contest. Right, Kev, go start off. What, what do you think about the dunk contest and the, the participants? Uh,
2: uh, just make the goddamn dunks. Stop trying to do stupid <laughs> ass shit and just make the damn dunks. Just uh, uh, what pisses me off about the dunk contest is you give these guys 86 strides to try to dunk, and they missed all 86 of them, and then when they do to one, everybody freaks out. No one cares if you've already missed it 86 times. Like, the the dunk contest has, since, what, we had the two with Aaron Gordon that were fun, and then, really, I haven't had no fun since then, and the only reason those were fun is because he lost. So, uh, uh, no, it's just... (laughs)
1: You had to go there.
2: Because, <laughs> the,
1: <yeah. laughs> hey, D waits to go. That's all I'm gonna say. D waits to go. That's it. I uh,
2: love it. I love it. Uh, hopefully, he's uh, hopefully he's uh, judging Mitchell as well because there's a magic guy in it this year, So <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin the but, no, but no, the, the it's just, my my excitement level for All Star Saturday Night has plummeted throughout the years just because things have gotten away from what they normally were and away from when things were good because you give these guys 19 tries at one dunk and everybody freaks out when they finally make it. Well, hell, you give me 19 three-pointers and I guarantee I'll make one of them sooner or later and then you can freak out because I made one. But I'm like, come on, man. Just make the dunks. If they make the dunks, on one or two tries, then I'll get excited during it. But right now, I'm not excited. But I won't co it they need to win, because it's been a while. It's, well, it hasn't been a while for things with Magic to win a championship in it, because they did celebrate that Lakeland Magic championship. But the I what? want them to- The who? The, that, that, the Lakeland Magic. Who? The, 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 the Lakeland Magic. We were there for Lakeland. it. it Lakeland? yeah it was exciting when the, the Lakeland Magic won the freaking championship
1: for whatever league they call it now. You mean the team that didn't hire me to be their GM after I applied for it? Fuck them. <laughs> Hold on. You applied to be the I GM of the Lakeland Magic. Oh, I'm going to turn them down from the inside. Oh, Cortez, I'm going to tear them down from the inside. That's why they saw
2: all your shit. They were like, this guy's got my...
1: Heat ring sitting on his counter. We're oh, not yeah, I was, oh. was going to be the chosen horse up in that bitch. Oh Ooh. my God.
0: Whoa. Wow. Wow. You guys are something else.
1: all your thoughts on duck contest. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. I got two cousins in the league. Lil' Cuz LaMelo Ball. Little Cuz Cole Anthony That's who I'm going with. Gotcha.
0: I, expect, but I do like Jalen Green. I do like Jalen Green. Yeah. I think there's gonna <laughs> I know Kevin may sound like a Debbie Downer on the Saturday night event. But once again, I like I said it's Cole Anthony's got a, a, a solid dump misstape that he had in high school. Jalen Green has a solid dump miss that he has since high school. So they, they actually got some bounce, man. Those are the two guys yeah. I think they are gonna be in the finals. Um don't miss. I, listen, I, I, I'm with you, man. Don't miss, but um, I, I'm sitting here watching what Coleman do at five foot eleven. I know they say he's six foot three. That dude's not six foot three. He's not. He, he's he's, not at all. Nope. He's he's my height. He's my height. And for him to do that, like it's, it's bizarre. I sit there and watch some of the games that he had. Even the dunk he had against uh, Utah, where he just he fully extended back and just cocked hmm. it back. I'm sitting here like that is not normal for a five foot eleven guy to do that. Jalen
1: Green. He's not five foot eleven. <laughs> well, how tall is he, Kev? Is he shorter than six, that? Yeah. He ain't <laughs> six because yeah, I, I saw Sug standing next to him. Suggs yeah. was tiring over him. Yeah.
2: He ain't, you know. he ain't <laughs> six three, but he's five foot 11. He's probably like six six, he's,
0: foot, six, he's six foot, six one foot, one. Yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, yeah, with shoes on, but you know, nonetheless. with, I,
2: Greg, Greg with shoes on. Well, Cortez in basketball. They have their shoes on. So you have to give them the inches where they have their shoes on.
0: That's what she said, Kev. But anyways, I'm not going to go there.
2: (laughs) If you're wearing wearing shoes while you're doing that, that better be for traction.
0: (laughs) 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 Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm thinking no, I I, I, there's been rumors because I know uh, within the imagination that Cole Anthony is supposed to be bringing out his dad to do something with him. So I, I know that's been kind of floating around uh, Twitter, Magic Twitter a little bit that he may bring his dad out and and his dad has been like, I'm not gonna tell you what's going on, but something may happen during the dunk contest. So wouldn't be surprised yeah, me where he,
1: it's going
2: to take us 17 tries to get it right but we'll probably get it right
0: <laughs> you know it, it
1: might be something to that because I haven't seen Greg with all this coverage this weekend I haven't seen Greg so yeah, it might
0: be something to that yeah exactly so um, also I just I mean I, I like Juan Toscano Anderson as a dark horse <coughs> Obi had his chance last year I don't I don't think he I don't think he's going to go he, he, he won he won the advance, but I, I, I like I said, I like Cole and Jalen to represent the two. We still don't know who the judges are yet. But long- right, right. <laughs> as long as it ain't D. Wade and Shaq, right. I think we'll be all right. Nah, I uh-huh. see.
1: There you go. I hope, I hope it's I hope it's D. Wade, Shaq.
0: Chris Alonzo Morning, Alonzo
2: Morning, Hard- Tim Hardaway. Keep going. <laughs> Chris Webber and Lisa
0: Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> not, not 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 a magic favorite bunch and some like who who was the magic, so, you know.
2: Or Cheryl, or Cheryl Miller, or somebody like that. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Let, 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 so I got CL and and, and Kev here, two of the biggest Heat fans I know here. I'm, <laughs> I'm to no, one up. of the biggest Magic fans. I'm solo because Bryce had to work today. No, you're not one of
2: the biggest Magic fans. That guy with the tattoo is.
0: Yes, I will give him that. Even though people was having a. Uh, and it was stupid. They they were just showing. Oh, I'm the biggest man, I, I, dude. It doesn't matter. We got like 15 fans. Stop. <laughs> 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 Look here, y'all should
2: all win a prize
0: for being a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go to I go to the tickets. I go to the games all the time. So I want free tickets too. No, I, I don't care. I, I pay. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a fan. I love my team. Anyway, anyway, as, as I'm pleading to to my Heat fans that I own the podcast. Right now, listen. My team is last in the league in the NBA standings. Give me this. Give me Cole Anthony being the slam dunk competition champion.
2: hear what I said earlier. Aaron Gordon. So y'all have something to celebrate.
0: Did you hear Kevin? Did you hear Kevin mention Aaron Gordon? He was a loser. He mentioned his name. He even mentioned the winners. He mentioned a loser twice. Give me this. We don't the white Howard won a Sam Dunk contest with a Superman costume. Give me this. He, he didn't uh, even <laughs> <up to> at <that>. it <laughs> he just threw the ball, yeah, and then he yeah. still was. It was yeah, it wasn't a dunk, yeah, it was not a dunk. <laughs> it was a <the> thunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yes, thank you. Okay, so yeah, that's, yes, yes, sir. Anytime, I'll let you take over from here, TL. <laughs>
1: now, that was that was a great breakdown, actually. So, thank you, I, I know Saturday night is your highlight. So, thank you yes. for adding that, added enthusiasm and excitement to it. Definitely. And so, leave now it to gonna, me to, and leave it to me to bring the to it. Well, no, he, Cort, Cortez is going to get depressed now, but I, I promise yeah. I'll be on my best I'll be on my best behavior. Like he so elo- eloquently mentioned, he's an Orlando Magic fan, and you know we're we're a little ways past the midpoint. But I just want to give him the stage and ask him a couple of questions. Roman Reigns,
0: yeah.
1: Is this what you thought you'd see from the Magic at this point in the season?
0: So, uh, for the talk that we had with Magic fans at the beginning of the season, there was a few um, overzealous Magic fans who thought that we had a shot to play in and thought that this is was going to be uh, after we untraded, you know, a two-time All Star. And we traded two core pieces that were decent players. Um, and tried this whole rehaul here and think that we was instantly gonna be a playoff or in the playoffs or in the play in. But yet Isaac has yet to play, Mark Elfos is yet to play. Um, we had Carter Williams and H1 Moore, who we just weighed, they they would didn't play at all. I believe this was strategic tanking that they're doing. Um so when people ask me about my team's record and where I'm at and do I, I'm not really getting irritated because this is this is the way they want it to be. They orchestrate this way to be this way. They're out of the sea some chance to get a top three talent in a draft and try to get another piece that can be either for an asset or a piece of the team or core. So I'm with that. Listen, at the end of the day, the Magic I set themselves for success with Building the team as far as getting the assets, uh, getting draft picks, and put opportunity that way. They do see pieces going forward as a core and pieces that is part of getting a disgruntled star. Um, that's where we're at right now. So I'm totally okay. I'm totally fine with what the Magic are doing. Um, I, I, I'm already looking at Chet Hogram, I like Jabari Smith. So I'm, I'm already tuning into college games and, and just kind of looking at who is going to be the next piece in this puzzle. Now, there's not a star or a, a, a franchise chasing talent in this draft, but there is someone that can help you on the route to be a better team. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not disappointed. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad. At it. The only thing I'm really disappointed about is that they weren't just clear about Markel Foles and John and Jonathan Isaac's injury. As soon as they got extended, that's mm-hmm. where we got video updates of those players, particularly in Jonathan Isaac. And then since then, they got that extension? Nothing. So um, I'm. Kinda, I want to ask you. Go ahead.
1: I want to ask you about that extension because me and Bryce had a friendly joust over that extension mm-hmm. I felt like it was too long um, four years to me was was just a bit too long I thought it could have been at least two years how did you feel about the length of their extension
0: the length is fine I'm with Bryce on that I, I listen it's they have changed a dumpster fiber roster that has Sari Cat with Timothy Moscow. We were still paying Timothy Moscow. We traded Bismack Biombo contract. Uh, we built up Nick Vucevic value to get Wendell Carter, who's and got him on a very cheap contract. Um, Franz Wagner, who y'all saw my video at, at the NBA draft, who I was not on board. Uh, I've been eating crow. And I'm still eating crow. And I'm leaving that video up here on my Twitter. Just remind me, you are just a fan. So stay in your lane. Um, I'm, I'm, see, uh, I'm okay with the Ascension. I just, I, I know there's this pressure, like the win right away, but the management and it, listen, Alex Martinez for the most part has been staying out the way of this particular management and I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I don't know when the, pre- I, I, I guess you see Cleveland make this jump. You see Memphis make this jump with young talent. And so I guess you ask by year two. I get I get where you're coming from. By year two, does the pressure start to build on them? And that is a fair that that's a fair point to kind of point out.
1: Kevin,
2: the ba- bad part the bad part for the Magic is the guys they wanted to rely on the most aren't available to play. That's their bad part. They put in they put in the effort to go and get folks. And me, Cortez, and, and, and Anthony have been in the Orlando Arena more than folks has. <laughs> 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 they did all this stuff with Vincent Isaac and again. We've been on the court more than he has. All we've had to do was go down there and just stand on it once, and we've been on the court more than Jonathan and I. <laughs> Isaac is, is more in, on
0: Fox News than, than he is on the NBA court. He's, he's worried about his uh, political career than he is about his basketball career. So I'm, I'm really kind of over Isaac to be honest.
2: <laughs> but you get I, I want to touch on That's what you give for drafting the guy from
1: FSU. <laughs> I, I want to touch on that just a little bit because, again – I, I got to give him a shout-out because he's my partner. Me and Bryce has talked about this, too, where I told him, I don't think Isaac is all in in basketball right now. And there's necessarily nothing wrong with that from his side of things. But from the magic side of things, as much as the fan base loves him, I do see a problem. <laughs> you know been, about that.
2: They've Go invested on. money into him to play basketball, not mm-hmm. to preach reach okay cool I'm cool with everything that you do outside the field but you have to do stuff on the field to make anything relevant I don't care how much somebody is likable availability is the biggest asset that you have and you are not available CLM,
0: that's yeah.
2: the problem that's the problem with Jonathan I. cool you're doing all this cool stuff off the field or off the court and everything like that and you're making it be known that's mm-hmm. great But as far as basketball relations go, it's not been a good look for the Orlando Magic so far when it comes to Jonathan Isaac.
0: So to answer your question, CL, listen, Jonathan Isaac is a fantastic person. He means well. Um, He does run a community. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, what his beliefs are and backgrounds are, that's his and his own to own up to. Um but you know, to go ahead and do around this parade and we, we get it, man. You know, we, we get it that you stood up for a reason and you're against the vaccine and everything like that. But to keep making these appearances, we know more about what's going on about your book, what's going on about your stance than what your rehab are. We get these little tidbits of basketball videos and and I'm just I'm I'm more to the point that if we go moving forward with Franz, WCJ and a draft pick that could potentially be Chet Holgram, I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm not even even fitting Isaac in the because I know you mentioned to me about the folks thing. I'm I'm more over Isaac than I am folks. Got it. Um, yeah. It, look, all those moves that we
1: suggested, even the ones I did and the ones you did, they didn't do at the trade deadline, so that tells me right there the team that they have is the team they're going to go forward with into the offseason. Yeah. Oh, when,
2: when, when they didn't make no moves, they were breaking out the Sherman.
1: <laughs> well yeah we, we just thought you know because i know cortez was looking at it like uh, i think joe Ingles and things R- riley loves it when we talk about the magic apparently but we were talking about how the magic could add cap space by acquiring aspiring contracts and they did none of that so it was just like okay what we are is what we are um my only my only issue with the tank is is i have two issues one you guys have tanked before mm-hmm. two once you have a plethora of young talent, you can't keep that talent together for long. You at are. some point, you're going to have to make moves. So, like you said, it could be Isaac, even though I think it should be Fultz and Isaac. You know, you're fine with keeping Folks and getting rid of Isaac. You can't keep – at some point, you got to make a splash because you yeah. can't keep building through the draft, building through the draft, building through the draft because rightfully or wrongfully, these assholes are going to start asking for max contracts. And they won't be warranted half the time, so you already know how that's going to go. Oh yeah. Uh, the big and,
2: and the big thing about building in the draft, like nowadays, is you do not have that guy that's going to come in and change a franchise. You don't. You just don't have that guy that everybody's look. Look, we're going to focus on this guy, and he's going to change. Our franchise around, and you mm-hmm. haven't had one of those guys for a few years. Yeah. Guys that have been out of the lottery or have been having more of an impact than guys that have been in the lottery. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it's just bad when you're it, it, the, the, how the NBA has worked itself now is it's become that buddy system, and you have to have that buddy that can draw in that other buddy so they can join up and play together. And if you don't have that guy. That people are going to be friendly with and they can get together. It's it's a lo- it's a hard
0: road. I uh, listen. Yeah. I'm on, I'm yeah. on board if, if you do. They end up moving folks in, and Isaac, but I'm just interested to see folks playmaking ability with this team <clears throat> because you know Jalen's still improving on that aspect of the area, and Cole is more of a uh, scoring threat. And I'll I, be fine with, you know, Cole and, and Jalen starting going forward. But if that's what the Magic wants to see what they got in the so I'm totally fine with that. But I'll let that you, was, I know you got to go talk about your heat, so. The
2: <laughs> just
1: can't shoulder all of it. Can't see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to put a cap on it, the, the Magic have recently in recent games actually experimented with something I suggested which was a, a playing a lot of three guard with, with Foltz, Suggs and Harris. And it actually looked pretty good. So that could be an avenue to slide Foltz in there down the
0: road. And yeah. that's where his playmaking. I'm old Mobama, so yeah, let's put him on the bench. So I, I agree with that. More or less more Obama the better. So I get yeah. <laughs> Best thing
2: we could do right now is give this give all their young guys experience. Yep. Let them play let them and play and that's the best thing they could do stop worrying about your mo bombas of the world that are terrible and and other people that are on that team and focus on your young guys because you're going to have to make that's what you're going to have to work with and you're going to have to find out sooner rather than later if they're going to be the future of your franchise and right, right. now right now just do it it's it's the time just Go ahead and do it. Cut your losses with the crap that you have, and use the young talent that we got. Because they have they have a few young good players, mm-hmm. but it, without experience, you're never going to find out if they're if they're going to be legit or not.
1: Absolutely. All right, Kel. i give you the stage now. I've been busy this year, so we, we haven't had time to. Squeeze in a Heat Lifers podcast, but we're going to do it right now for this segment. If I would have told you at the at the beginning of the season that the Miami Heat would be the number one team in the Eastern Conference at this point, how would you feel about that? I'd have fainted. Especially, <laughs> especially if you're going to
2: tell me they did it the way that they have done it. Right. The most impre- It's not. It's not surprising that they're number one. What's surprising is the way that it has happened and the way that they have got to be a number one. with playing guys that, like, no one even thought to put on a team, and then as soon as they put them on the team, they scored 20-something points and they went a ball game against good opponents. That's the surprising part to me is that they went out and they were able to succeed with their start five, that they want to be their start five only playing, what, 12 games together? It, 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 it's like sixteen now. Sixteen now. I know. I remember 16, once it yeah. was like twelve, but then yeah, I know yeah. lately they've been playing together. But that's been the surprising part for them. And they still got guys that are going to come back that they'll be able to insert and get in before the playoffs for a playoff run. It's it, That's what's been shocking to me is the way that they have done it.
1: Cortez,
0: how surprised are you that the Miami Heat are the number one team in the Eastern Conference? Listen, the Miami Heat look good, man. And uh, I thought the moves that they made was for the short term to to kind of get themselves in a championship run. But I kind of worry about the long-term outlook. But whenever you got this much talent here together, uh, you need to go ahead and try to make a run now. And this is actually a good chance for them to try to win a title because there's no clear-cut favorite. I mean, yeah, I know at one point that everybody looking at Golden State Uh, Phoenix is probably The the one right now Because they're just Playing ridiculous right now But even they are beatable Y'all got the size To match up with Phoenix So um, It'd be a good You know NBA finals If that was having To beat a matchup But This is the chance That you got for You got a field That's wide open Uh, You took the chances You got good scoring You got veteran leadership And y'all Y'all play Y'all always been Playing defensively pretty well so it doesn't surprise me that y'all y'all put yourself in a position to be successful but as Kevin mentioned because of the whole covid and stuff and then that y'all dealt with to still be in the top team in the east uh it, it bodes well for your for your guys team so I'm, I'm very impressed with what the heat has done
2: they've legit took the Los Angeles Rams
0: approach yep absolutely absolutely they
2: have filled it they have so much veteran talent that they have put together mm-hmm. and then they've mixed in that youth and guys that at least have a little bit of experience and they, they, they messed it all together and they still got one more piece that they got to mess in at a later date, but it's, it's just been, it, it's been crazy the way they, they, have, they've done it. I'm shocked that it, the way that it happened in all the injuries and everything. I'm not shocked that they're in first place. I'm just shocked at the way it happens.
1: I'm shocked that everybody blow up. That's what I'm more shocked about. It's also a testament to one of the top 15 greatest coaches in the history of the NBA, and their exposure is a huge testament to him um, with his offensive tinkering, as I like to call it. Um, He he is a mad scientist out there on the court, and and as of right now, the best coach I've ever seen in my life, and that's huge for me to say because i have yeah, me and Kevin have done seen a lot of coaches. Um, one thing I'll say about Miami is I'm just going to make a prediction. Us acquiring P.J. Tucker was a shot across the bow to the Milwaukee Bucks. We will have our rematch in the Eastern Conference Finals this year and may, may the best team win. But acquiring P.J. Tucker and adding his toughness alongside of Jimmy and also alongside of Bam, who's been playing phenomenal since he's come back from his injury. Because um, God knows I ripped Bam to shreds last season for his lack, lackadaisical playing style. But he's bringing it now. Um I think that was a huge hit. What's up, Kevin? He played soft last year. I'll say it. He did.
2: Yeah. he year oh, he's played he, – more aggressive. He's as many jumpers as he used to, and he's being he's aggressive like he should have been. And I think a lot of that is from the toughness being rubbed up on him, especially with Tucker coming in like you mentioned, and and Butler being able to play. And you've had a lot of other guys that have been have been stepping up at certain times so it gives him it gives him more reign to be able to uh, go and take it to the hole more often.
1: Yeah, yeah. So great, great season by the Heat. Like I said, the Heat and the Bucks are gonna be in the Eastern Conference finals and made the best team win, but I'm pretty sure that team is gonna be Miami. Um so we're gonna we're gonna to jump to our Go ahead, Kevin. Said so that changed from the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, look we don't have the time to get into that <laughs> cluster up.
2: No, no. Everything <laughs> has changed since everything has changed since the beginning of the year conversation.
1: Ooh. We don't have the time to get into there. No, or or the Lakers. Or the Lakers, yeah. Um, look, I put on I put on Twitter, I said, me and Bryce were wrong about the Lakers, but we were right about Brooklyn. So we're 50-50 right now. I take it. Yeah, yeah, we're 50-50. But I think
2: it was right about the Lakers. I told y'all
0: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all was on the board uh, that we did. We agree about the Lakers, so by that you continue to see yeah, that. We don't want to talk I about Lakers. They're, on, they're, I, they're, I sh- they're just batting themselves. They're dumped and starting fire. That's all we need to say.
2: <laughs> street clothes is back to being street clothes again. Oh,
0: man. Man, get well soon, man, Anthony, look. by the way. I know we make jokes, but get well soon, sir.
1: <laughs> Anthony, yeah, Anthony Davis is skinny Zion Williamson. His, his, stock, his stock has plummeted. All right. So, so for our, la- our last topic that's very near and dear to my heart, um, the NBA is celebrating the 75th anniversary. All three of us were lucky, of course, to be around for the 50th anniversary of the league and hopefully we'll be around for the 100th anniversary. I'll be 65. Kevin will be like <laughs> 85. Oh, Qu- Qu- no, will be like 50-something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 106 when that comes around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tomorrow night, I'm um, doing halftime. Um, the NBA is gonna have all the all the living players. <laughs> I'll who, be 69. Who, who 69. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're gonna have all the players who can come there. So I don't know what the exact count is. I think we've lost about 10 players since 1996 when we celebrated the top 50. I want to ask you guys this question. I'm gonna start with Kevin because he's the oldest. Oh shit. When did you fall in love with the NBA?
2: Uh, let's see. When I fell in love with the NBA was probably right around 83, 84 ish, or 84, 85 ish, when a, because I was a, I was little kid, I was still little at the time. I was seven, eight. Mm. And I happened to watch a dunk contest. Oh, wow. For a, was floating in air and i never seen someone float in air like i did this and i seen it on a bunch of games that i was watching off of this channel called wgn that we got on every cable network that was from chicago so i watched a lot of games where this guy was just come out with these cool shoes on still had a little bit of hair on top when I saw him and he just things that you, you've you never seen before and that's when I fell in love with the game of basketball so if you ever want to diss Michael Jordan don't try to do that shit around me <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's when I fell in love watching Michael Jordan made me fall in love with the game of basketball then I got to witness Larry Bird Magic and then I got to grow the amount of people that I appreciated their game. Hakim Olajuwon, um, not Patrick Ewan, fuck the Knicks. Um, <laughs> but guys like that, I just, I fell in love watching those guys play basketball and play basketball the right way, not mm. this way that people are used to watching it now, but playing it in that kind of style. And that, that's that's when I fell in love with the game of basketball. I fell in love with the game of basketball probably right in the prime time to fall in love with the game of
0: basketball. Gotcha. Cortez, when did you fall in love with the NBA? Now, I've been a fan. I, I love the 90s, man. The 90s was great, especially for NBA basketball. At that time, I was probably at least about eight years old when I – kind of remember the movie uh, Blue Chips <laughs> and uh, Penny and, and Shaq and then once I realized we have a basketball team here in Orlando holy crap and um, so I just remember just growing up around here you know everybody had their players that they followed and stuff like that um, my next door neighbor was a Miller fan so we'll be back in the backcourt he pretend he was Miller i pretend I was Penny Hardaway um, then we have our player my, one of my buddies probably the street here pretend that he was Scottie Pippen uh, you had another one that pretend yep. that he was MJ. So we just do all these little imitations of that. And we had our certain variation of people who we follow. Um, and then, you know, my, my first heartbreak where you know Shaq decided to go to LA. And that was the first choice that, do I follow Shaq and go be a Lakers fan or do I be a Magic fan? Because this is when Shaq left for my birthday and it's happened, when I was 10 years old. Uh, I turned 19, my dad walked into the room and said, hey, by the way son, happy birthday. Oh yeah! By the way, Shaq is going to LA, and I—he asked me a question. He was like, "So you gonna be a Lakers fan with me, or are you going to be a Magic fan?" I said, "I'm going the home team," even though I was in tears and they hurt. And ever since you sure
2: that, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have, because then you would have then you would have been a Lakers fan. So <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you would have had some rings. though. <laughs>
0: For bandwagon wings, man. But no, I'm I'm super
2: jumping a bandwagon. Oh, no. <laughs> no, and and
0: I, I think that's what kind of built my character up was sticking with your team. And um, as painful as it's been to be a Magic fan, um, I'm definitely proud to uh, to represent me where I can. And I, I know um, I love the game of basketball. I, I know that it has changed over decade to decade. And I know a lot of people are saying that it ain't the same, but for some odd reason, I continue to watch. Because I love watching it, I love watching the growth, I love watching what these uh, kids can do now. Um, it's crazy that we call them kids now when we were just growing up and, and watching this just a couple two decades ago. But I love the game, man. Right. Now, now we do now we do content about it. You know, that's how much me, you, and Kev love sports and basketball. So staple up that. So I'm glad to see that NBA is at 75 years and for it to be. Uh, thriving and prospering another 25, 50 more years.
2: And look, Cortez, I'm a Jaguar fan, so I feel your pain <laughs> when it comes to just terribleness <laughs> and not being able to switch. I I, I, I feel your pain. I, I feel it I, deep down deep down in the cockles. I, I, I fell in it. love.
1: I, I fell in love with hey Charlotte flair how you doing? I, I fell in love with basketball twice. Um, first with my dad he was a Sixers fan watching a chubby kid named Charles Barkley while he was watching Dr. J and Moses Malone I'm looking at this little chubby kid over here when I'm a youngster okay then I let the game go because when Dr. J retired my dad retired too he stopped watching basketball to this day he has not sat down and watched the full basketball game since Dr. J retired Wow, real shit Jeez. so so <clears throat> One day in 1993, good time, good time for the NBA. I'm flipping through the channels. You know, shit, we didn't have cable back then. We only had three channels. I was up late, and I saw the NBA finals. And I, it, I believe it was like game one or two. And I saw that chubby kid again, and he was on a different team. And you know, I'm, t- I'm speaking of Sir Charles Barkley. And on the other side of him was Michael Jordan, who all my friends liked. And I'm not, I'm not a follower. I'm like, fuck Michael. I'm not, I'm not going to rock with Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this guy that I remember seeing when I was a kid. It took Michael Jordan to average 45 points a game to defeat that Phoenix Suns team <laughs> in the summer of 1993. <laughs> think about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Barkley averaged 35. Michael averaged 45. At that time, it was the highest-rated finals ever. I think LeBron beat it for one of these other finals. Yeah. But for a long time, that was that was the highest-rated NBA finals. That was my reintroduction to basketball, and I fell in love with the game all over again. And that same player that I saw when I was a kid.
2: You know, um, you know what, and you know what's funny when you talk about those finals that we said, my MJ averages forty-five, Chuck averages thirty-five, and the final score was in the nineties. Yes, these guys were scoring, yes. <laughs> scoring almost half of their team's points, but right. yet we get told that that. Guys are better than these guys and blah, blah, blah now because they're jacking up more three-pointers and all this crap. This is what I, I try to tell people. Dude, you didn't watch the game of basketball back when we were watching it. Mike wasn't shooting three-pointers. Charles wasn't right. shooting three-pointers. These guys were going mid-range, getting the ball into the hole, getting it, uh, taking the ball to the hole, going to the free throw line because they were getting clobbered. Not because they were faking it and then getting hit from behind and going, oh, my back and laying down on the ground and acting like they're convulsing because they're dying. These guys were doing it without three-point shots. Mm -hmm. And it befuddles me to where people, the game, the game back then was, back then it kind of, the game was sacred. Like you didn't do certain things. You didn't do things that were that people viewed as wrong. What well, Pistons did, and they did it for years. But that's game with you back then. Now, if anybody tried to play the game like that nowadays, there'd be a full-on riot. And tell yeah. <laughs> you know, people you go back and watch old basketball. And then watch today, the and you'll appreciate the evolution of the game. Because I appreciate the way the game has evolved. I don't appreciate the way the players are playing the game the way it has evolved. Because now it's become touchy-feely, icky, like people don't do things like the way that basketball was intended to do. So I appreciate the way that... They- it's just some some people, the way they do it, I, I just look at it and go, eh, good God, stop shooting a three-pointer every time you come down, <laughs> when yeah. you're shooting 2%
1: from the three-point line, Jimmy Butler. Stop shooting a three-pointer. He was going to make one, God damn it. He said he was going to make one, and that he propelled us to the win. And that propelled us to the win. He needs to stop. Just, just stop. Stop. There would be no Jimmy Butler slander or Russell Westbrook slander on this podcast. Russell Westbrook could have built Love. me a new house this year. Fortes, I, I I feel your pain, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with this. I I wanted nothing more but for Charles Barkley to win a championship. That that was my ultimate goal in life, and I saw him lose in that series. And Then I saw him get close again in 97, but they lost in the conference finals to a bullshit John Stockton three that was set by an offensive foul by Carl Malone that they didn't call. Okay, let's just get on that. That happens a lot in Utah. At that time, I didn't think that I would see my team win a championship. Um, my friends told me, they said, Charles is old. Charles is going to retire. You need to pick another team. They all wanted me to pick the Orlando Magic. I told them, I said, okay, the Heat were playing the Magic one night. I said, okay, if the Magic win, I'll be a Magic fan. If the Heat win, I'll be a Heat fan. What they didn't know was I had been watching the Heat secretly, and I knew how good the Heat was. Uh, he you left the, that Heat the Miami Heat won that game, and then I became a Heat fan. But it was that close to where if I, I would have kept my word where I would have been a Magic fan, and I still would have been miserable to this day. So it was fate that brought me to Miami because I and see, see, I was always Bulls
2: because that's what we got to watch on TV. That's, that's all it was. Yeah. Then the first team to come to Florida was Miami, and I was like, sweet, we got a team in Florida. I'm gonna root for them too. So I rooted for the Heat. I had the Bulls and I had the Heat. I was a kid back then, so I could do whatever I wanted. Then, <laughs> then Mike left. Not the first time, but the second time, Mike left, and then it was all heat after that. But I'm like, but I'm like, I still appreciate everybody that we were talking about seventy-fifth year anniversary NBA. I appreciate all the pioneers of the game that came, yep. all of them, because I, I'm a historian of sports. I like going back, and I like appreciating the greatness from players that people forget. The people that don't get mentioned in GOAT conversations, like Kareem, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic, Perry. All these guys that people forget about. That when these conversations come up, and you blasphemy put James Harden above some of these other people. You say James Harden was a better player than Dwayne Wade and and he's up there with Michael and Kobe. What the hell are you watching? Like there was guys in the 80s that are better than James Harden is right now. There's guys in the 90s that were better than James Harden. Reggie Miller was a better shooting guard than James Harden is. Want to argue with me about that? You can't. Reggie was better. Reggie was James Harden before James Harden even existed. And Reggie played defense. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, come on, guys. I was like, you need to go back and P- – and this goes forever. They need to go back and appreciate the greatness of the people that came before. And it's very rarely that any of these guys appreciate the greatness that came before. To where we are putting some of these guys on this big, gigantic pedestal where because half the people that are watching basketball now didn't watch the people that came before and know exactly how great these guys were.
1: Yeah, because what they do is, and this is the fatal mistake that they made, the NBA isn't baseball. You just can't look at the stats and tell the full story. These kids don't have a clue of what the eye test is. These kids don't have a clue of what an impact certain points can make over someone else. So, for example, Vince Carter scored a lot of points. Is he one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA? Absolutely not. His points wasn't impactful. None of his stats were impactful for that matter. But you take someone, like you said, like Reggie Miller, his shots were impactful. Those moments that we remember in time for Reggie Miller were one in the playoffs, two game winners, three doing finals runs. Mm -hmm. James Harden can't say that. He disappears in the biggest moments. And that's what stats won't tell you. So you can look at James Harden's stats and be like, oh my God, his stats are better than D Wade's. But the eye test will tell you that D Wade is a hell of a player. What did I – what What
2: have I told – Cortez, and you You completely know how that what did I tell you about stats before when everybody brings up these war things and all this other stuff? I said, that shit don't matter. What matters is, is when you step foot on that court, are you going to do what it takes for you to win that game? Sure, you could have a war of plus whatever. You just happen to be on the floor with greatness. Right. You could can- – ass player and have a great war that doesn't mean you're a good player i'm like stats are the biggest fraud when it comes to evaluating talent as grateful score sure you can score all of these points but have you done anything to help your team win in a team game or are you just about going out and doing every single stupid thing for yourself Because if you're not helping your team accomplish anything, then you're not great. You're good.
1: You're not great. Is what you do for a team. Good is what you do for yourself. We're going to wrap up with one one last question. I'm 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 not going to trigger Kevin, so I'm going to throw it to Cortez. (laughs) LeBron James is two years away from breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record, but ESPN decided last week to combine his playoff numbers along with his regular season numbers to crown him this year.
0: Cortez, how do you feel about LeBron James having scored the most points in the history of the NBA? The clutch forcing the paycheck, that's all I gotta ask. Why they gotta spend this? Every time you gotta spend something for LeBron and the positive light to make him look like that. Regardless of the fact it is still gonna be hard to catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar unless he stays in the game. LeBron body's catching up to him. He's got a lot of knowledge in basketball years, playoff years, minutes, all that stuff. But anyway, to create a positive fan in LeBron to do it, they have have to do it, listen. Is it impressive that he done it? Absolutely. I am not discrediting LeBron for doing that, but why we spent it this way that we got to put them combined? It was a different right. play game, right. and it's it totally different. I, I don't, I don't get it. But I, it, I, it caught let
1: me on guard. I,
0: look, off guard. Look, when I saw on it, this. it,
1: look, when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> "We're doing this already." I, y'all couldn't wait for two more years. No man,
0: no, it, <laughs> it's ridiculous and. I'm sure we we'll let Kevin sound off. We'll be here for like five minutes, but Kevin, you got two minutes. Do what you got to do.
2: Easy, easy positively simple on my part. How many more three pointers has LeBron can than any other person that's ahead or that's like right behind him on that list? From Carl, from Michael, from Kareem. Uh, how many more
1: three-pointers has he taken than all of them guys? That's a good point. That's, That's a fantastic no, that point. That is a good point. man. <laughs>
2: yeah. good over 2,000 more three-pointers than anybody on that <clears throat> list. Put Michael Jordan in the game today, and the man would be leading the score in NBA history by at least 3,000 points because Michael would develop a three-point shot because he was that invested into his craft.
0: Face the pace of game, the rules change, no hand checking. There's just so much Michael complexity to killed, it. So Michael Jordan would have killed people now. Michael just, Jordan it's,
2: would it's ridiculous.
0: It's a it's spin, not- man. It's a spin. And they and they know what they're doing, man. Anything to make LeBron. And listen, LeBron is a fantastic player. We don't need to puff him up any more than yes, he, he is. needs to. He's a fantastic player, but we need to stop doing this. Overvaluing what he does. He's he's great at what he does. But stop. Stop it. Stop He's good.
2: I, I was shocked. <laughs> I wasn't doing, ready for it. To be doing, to be. Oh, I know. I was ready for it because it's, it's, uh, it's the all LeBron James network. But yeah, dude. But dude, they, they, they. During football season, they're during football season. They're the all Patrick Mahomes network. During during basketball season, they're the all LeBron James network. So <laughs> don't want to hear nothing about it. And if Aaron oh and if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, ESPN is gonna be there, all Aaron Rodgers network, because they're gonna follow him wherever he goes. But anyway, yeah. but, but this is where I just talked about. Stats are that ultimate thing to where people will look at what he's done. And that's how you define greatness. Look at all the stats before you define the greatness. All right. That's all I'm saying. Look at all the stats and look what the people done that came before him. And look at the way they did it, and you'll see yeah. with the evolution of the game of basketball. Just because you've shot two to three thousand more three pointers than somebody, of course your stats are going to be like they are. Steph Curry's going to be one day just because he shoots all three pointers. Mm-hmm. It, it it's that's why. But Steph has always also made some big that, shots when he yeah, needed line, to make a big shot. So cool. Oh, cool.
1: appreciate it.
2: I can't – I don't deny how good they are. I, I, You can't. LeBron is great because he's went – he's took his teams to that promised land. Mind you, with a lot of help. But he's took teams yeah. to that point. So you can't deny the greatness. But there are still people that were greater than him because of what they did – with everybody
1: else around them, and took them to that next level too. Mm-hmm. So we're we're, we're going to wrap it up. This special edition of the Hardwood Nations podcast featuring the balls and our core crew. Kevin, oh, go Ed, ahead
2: and Cortez. T- Happy. What is it now? Oh, Nine yeah. year anniversary.
0: Uh, eight-ish. eight years. Oh wow. Yeah, eight years. This is. It's quite quite the uh, journey, man. We've been doing this oh, since yes. yeah, 2014, so uh, I just remember our yeah, All Star Weekend when we kicked it off. So, was <laughs> then, it really? Yep. Yeah, and then you came on episode two, CL. Episode two, or three, okay. one of those. But it's been quite a journey, man.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was our anniversary. So, yeah, congrats to that. And okay. you know, hope you guys have many more. Kevin, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you at.
2: If you want to find me, places. You can find me at KevinC2415 on Twitter and Facebook. Just type it in. You'll, you'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> Cortez? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NdomonisEP. Uh, we also got an Instagram at there as well. Awesome.
1: So thank you guys for taking the time out to join our podcast this week we will of course have you guys back on again soon and everyone want to be safe you know you can find us at hardwood nation across all platforms twitter facebook instagram youtube all that good shit everyone enjoy their all-star weekend and we are out boom okay quick quick thing here And to the